G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. We're talking some more today about abortion. In our last program, Camille, we were talking about how abortion became legal and you were reflecting on the Roe versus Wade case from 1973 in the United States and that a precedent was set that affected the whole Western world who, as in your words, they came into lockstep with the U.S., Let's talk today about how the justices in the Supreme Court in the U.S. actually found a right to change the laws on abortion. Good question, Neil. How did the Supreme Court back in 1973 go to the U.S. Constitution and find a right to an abortion? It was a 7-2 to two decision apparently back then. So how did they do it? Well, they took the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution This 14th Amendment wasn't in the original. It's the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. It was ratified after the Civil War in 1865. And the 14th Amendment clearly states that Americans have a right to three things here, life, liberty, and property. So that was an order to free the slaves and that there will never be slavery in the U.S. again. Now, what the court did in 1973, they took that amendment that promises life, liberty, and property, did something that they call substantive due process, which is a very unique kind of legal procedure, and somehow created a woman's right to privacy out of life, liberty, and property. Now, there's no explicit mention of a right to privacy, be it for a woman or a man, in the Constitution. So what they did is they took an amendment to protect life, and paradoxically used it as a justification to terminate life under the guise of a woman's right to privacy. As one expert put it very simply, the U.S. Supreme Court created a constitutional right to privacy for women out of thin air. In other words, the text has been deconstructed and then reconstructed to pretty much say whatever you wanted to say. And, of course, a precedent that's set by that judicial power has given permission for a population to act the way that it wants to when it comes to interpreting that law then. And then uh, the educative effect of that law means that people began to have more and more abortions. That's right. So what happens is when you make it morally blurred, full of relativism, Also, with a bit of, shall we say, biological agnosticism, we really don't know when life begins. All that creates an atmosphere where abortion is possible. Now, friends, whether we are pro or anti-abortion, let's always ask ourselves the question, are we better off as a society when we have so many terminations of pregnancy? In Australia, for example, The figures are anywhere between 90, 
thousand to a hundred thousand abortions a year. Does that make us better off as families, communities, as a nation? Ask yourself that question, and I'm sure it will lead you to a better conviction. Faith and the Future with Neil Johnson and Dr. Camille Majdali from Teach All Nations. For more from Dr. Majdali, including books and DVDs on prophecy, Bible commentaries, plus today's and other episodes of Faith and the Future, go to vision.org.au. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.